okay. conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. <laughs> Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with the fetus from conception to nine months. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No, nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no Head Start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. <laughs> They're not pro-life. You know what they are? They're anti-woman. Simple as it gets. Anti-woman. They don't like them. They don't like women. They believe a woman's primary role is to function as a broodmare for the state. Pro-life. You don't see many of these white anti-abortion women volunteering to have any black fetuses transplanted into their uteruses, do you? No, you don't see them adopting a whole lot of crack babies, do you? Now, that might be something Christ would do. <laughs> and you won't see, you won't see a lot of these pro-life people dousing themselves in kerosene and lighting themselves on fire. You know, morally committed religious people in South Vietnam knew how to stage a goddamn demonstration, didn't they? They knew how to put on a fucking protest. Light yourself on fire! Come on, you moral crusaders, let's see a little smoke to match that fire in your belly. Here's another question I have. How come when it's us, it's an abortion, and when it's a chicken, it's an omelet? Are we so much better than chickens all of a sudden? When did this happen, that we passed chickens in goodness? Name six ways we're better than chickens. See, nobody can do it. You know why? Because chickens are decent people. You don't see chickens hanging around in drug gangs, do you? Uh, you don't see a chicken strapping some guy to a chair and hooking up his nuts to a car battery, do you? When's the last chicken you heard about came home from work and beat the shit out of his hand, huh? Doesn't happen, because chickens are decent people. Hey, hey, if they really want to get serious, what about all the sperm that are wasted when the state executes a condemned man and one of these pro-life guys who's watching comes in his pants, huh? Here's a guy standing over there with his jockey shorts full of little Vinnies and Debbies, and nobody's saying a word to that guy. Not every ejaculation deserves a name. <laughs> now, yeah. 
Speaking of consistency, Catholics, which I was until I reached the age of reason, Catholics and other Christians are against abortions and they're against homosexuals. Well, who has less abortions than homosexuals? Leave these fucking people alone, for Christ's sakes. Here is an entire class of people guaranteed never to have an abortion. And the Catholics and Christians are just tossing them aside. You'd think they'd make natural allies. Go look for consistency in religion. And speaking to my friends, the Catholics, when John Cardinal O'Connor of New York and some of these other cardinals and bishops have experienced their first pregnancies and their first labor pains and they've raised a couple of children on a minimum wage, then I'll be glad to hear what they have to say about abortion. I'm sure it'll be interesting. Enlightening, too. But, but, In the meantime, what they ought to be doing is telling these priests who took a vow of chastity to keep their hands off the altar boys. Keep your hands to yourself, Father. You know? When Jesus said, suffer the little children, come unto me, that's not what he was talking about. Welcome to the Sheeple Shepherd. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to start quickly by apologizing for the uh, delay, and I brought the boss to thank you, Dean, by the way, for uh, keeping my uh, cool and uh, almost scrapping the show, and uh, yeah. That's, I kept uh, your cool? You did. You kept my cool for me. I that's, uh, I've been accused of a lot of things, but making people keep their cool is not one of them. I would also like to thank... Mr. James DeFiore for speaking with Jonathan, who got our solution to our technical problem. I Thank gave him know. a top emoji rating at the end. So. <laughs> and of course, my beautiful wife, the co-host of the Sheeple Shepherd Show, Ashley Lindley. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody uh, sticking it out. Everybody in the comments, you guys are great. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I started the show with George Carlin for a reason, and it was, uh, I had a thought, and I've had this thought a lot over the last couple of years, actually, and it was the fact that we listen to a lot of shit given to us by politicians, and they have, they hire people, they hire people to help them speak, they hire people to write speeches for them. Uh, they hire advisors. Uh, you pay for these with your tax dollars. And I always wondered why they get people that have zero sense of humor. They have zero um, relatability with the common folk like us. Why don't they hire comedians like guys like George Carlin-esque uh, to, to, to deliver these messages so that people are like, yeah, you know what? I don't like the guy, but fuck that. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you know what I mean, Dean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> um, I think by and large, because they're not medical doctors, they're not the kind of people. But, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I can tell you this is that over the past, I would say, two, three years, I've gotten more good information, more life skills 
from comedians than I have from basically anybody else. Like I've gotten uh, on top of a couple of issues from guys like Dave Chappelle, say what you like about him, but he makes a lot of sense to me about a few different things. Uh, same with Bill Burr. I think Bill Burr is fascinating. I think he's interesting. I, I like what Louis C.K. had to say in his backup special. I thought he was great. Um, and it's it's weird because like I think because comedians are no longer allowed to do certain bits of material, they now have to revert into areas like this, like social conscience issues, right? And right. I like that because traditionally, uh, politicians, I don't know if you guys know this, don't tell the truth. Uh, you know, lawmakers <laughs> no. in religious groups don't tell the truth. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a great point. I mean, you know, you, you can listen to someone that educates you and they educate you with, with humor. You're more receptive to it, by the way, too, right? And just watching George Carlin, like, fuck, that was what, in the late 80s, early 90s? Is that yeah. was, That was like the height of Christian reform. That was that. That is a ballsy thing to do 30 35 years ago but that's also fucking sad because we find ourselves here again right which is weird. yeah and and you know like it's the it's the it's the relatability i think of i think of guys like bill maher now i used to love bill maher and then bill maher did that weird 180 and i think he was taking a page out of joe rogan's book where he's weird. appealing to both sides you know what i mean and and, mm -hmm. and he tried to be like well now i'm an anti-masker he's not going as far as saying he's an anti-vaxxer but he thinks that the restrictions and whatever for COVID are stupid now all of a sudden even though he was you know uh celebrating their 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 laurels and and such uh at the beginning but even still, I still watch Bill Maher. I'll still listen to it because he still makes sense. At least, at least what he's saying, even if I don't agree with it mm -hmm. on principle, what he's saying makes sense, and it's relatable. It's re relatable speak. It's it's got nothing to do with the topic that we're here for tonight. But I just thought I'd I'd, I'd bring it up because we do have a couple of clips from a few different comedians that I want to play tonight that are relevant to the Roe v. Wade uh, debacle that's happening down in the United States. Uh, it's the explosion of, of, of progress. I would, I would call it the explosion of progress. It's, um, a slap in the face to women, uh, across that country. And my fear is as we've seen with everything else, politically motivated, it's coming North and people will think that it's not, it's, but we take our cues from the United States in a lot of things. And we've seen it with, uh, with, 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 with our, our buddy here, like, you know, we're seeing that Christian nationalism really find its way into our fabric. And, and it's, it's done in false pretense. It's done in, in like people wearing Trump hats in Ottawa during protests that they think is for freedom. They don't even understand what the word freedom means. Should we be scared? Do you think we should be if like not scared like like hide under our beds but should we be concerned of what we what we're seeing happen? Absolutely. Well, it, it concerns in terms of like what we're seeing happen in the United States with Roe v. Wade and the fact that Canada doesn't really have a law that decriminalizes it or criminalizes it to begin with that it's so gray and so so wishy-washy the laws here in Canada when it comes to abortion. <laughs> I don't uh, yeah, I don't probably a little bit. That. I mean, you know, that's the thing, right? Like I don't think a lot of people understand uh, and this is a great stat, Ryan. Abortion was decriminalized in Canada in 1988 after the landmark uh, R versus Morgenthaler case. I want to say Roe, but it's not. 
Uh, the Supreme Court of Canada struck down federal law. This is your slide. I'm just bogeying it, but uh, no legislation it. was ever passed to replace it, right? Like, that's what I'm talking about, is that if you know anything about uh, legalized abortion here in Canada, it's 100% legal. It's everybody else's individual choice, uh, which I want to get to a little later on, and I hope we do. But there are no laws that explicitly guarantee Canada has, and people in Canada have a rights to an abortion. There are no laws that say it's illegal, though, either, right? So that's, right. The, you know, the other side of that is that they've left it wide open because, as we do in colonial society, let's not piss off the church any more than we absolutely have to. <laughs> and that's where we are, I think. James, what do you think? Are we, are, should we be concerned? Um, I, I'm not sure if, if we're at quite at that point yet. I think one thing we need to look at in hindsight is that it was a deliberate strategy um, from abortion activists to not put a law on the books after it was decriminalized because the fear was is that it wouldn't it would backfire mm -hmm. and that the in that parliament or the public or whatever would uh vote to to outlaw abortion or to really restrict abortion rights and i i thought i mean at the, when i found that out i was probably like it was it was not definitely not the 90s it was probably the early 2000s when i was informed about that and it confused me and then i would ask i forget i'm sorry i forget her name but the activist that worked at um at Morgan Tyler's office. She's uh, she's my Facebook friend. She's a famous activist and she wrote a book and I can't remember her name right now, but I talked to her about it and she said that, that was the palpable fear is that if, if we allowed, um, if, if like the liberals when they were in charge decided to like open the abortion debate or put a bill to the floor that it would be shot down and then we'd be in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was a mistake. And I think that what we're seeing now um, is that uh, the conservatives have always, they've always been pro-life, but they were pro-life behind the curtain because they, they made the political calculation that it wouldn't be something that the public would vote for. I think that is less true now than it was mm -hmm. even five years ago. And I, so mm -hmm. I do think that the, the, I do think that like if you can, if Trump can have inroads into Canada, then certainly uh, a decision like Roe versus Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court could find a way to 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 sort of like um, establish a new veneer onto Christian conservatives in Canada, and I think, but I but I also think that if they want to bring it up in Parliament, I think that debate needs to be had, and I think that that's the dice that gets rolled. I mean, if they win the election and they get a majority, there's no way they're not going to open up the debate. And they did. They did have this. The, like this. This has been debated. It happened right after Morgan Taller, right? And it was when uh, Mulroney was prime minister, uh, and and the first reading uh, of the the law was shot down um, immediately. And then the second version of it came through in 1989, where it actually almost passed. It actually died in a tie, uh, where it would have been deemed um, uh, regulated by the state rather than just being left as decriminalized as we sit now. Right. So mm -hmm. I have a, I have a stat on that somewhere in here as well, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, the progressive conservative government of prime minister Mulroney made two attempts to pass the new abortion law. First was a dud. Second attempt introduced by the minister of justice as bill C 43 in late 1989 died in a tie. So they've tried. Right. And yeah, I think my it was probably too early though. The decision I, was made a year was before they tried. Yeah. Yeah. I think so it was still I, and, controversial. So Yeah, and and what I think they realize is it, it on both sides this is a this is a a non or a bipartisan 
uh, understanding is is that it's such a good chip and wedge I- uh, issue that neither of them wants to actually act on it. You know, like it's also lip- a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's, anybody that uh, does anything with it, anybody that decides whether or not um, they're going to take up that that discussion is uh, going to have a host of issues on their hands. Like this is a scary fucking subject for a lot of people who are not born again Christians. Right. Like this is yeah. a very or uh, right to lifers or as I call them pro birthers. It's a scary subject to take on. Anti-women. And it's easy and has been. It's very anti women. It's pro birth anti-life actually because they don't give a fuck about the person who's actually alive they care about what's in the womb as you heard george carlin say off the top so you know it's it's a fascinating conversation though because you know i I, it really draws out the differences in culture and country i've seen polls from the united states that are like 47 percent of people polled in the united states are like we think they should overturn roe versus wade and i'm like that can't be fucking right and then yep. I go, look, is it sure enough? It's like and any poll is between 40 and 45 percent, 47 percent on the high side, depending on, you know, who does the polling, because we know how the polling works. Right. Polling usually comes from a bias. That bias is then used to justify some kind of decision to have a fight. And that's being used to justify this fight is that up to half of the United States. And I don't think here in Canada, we realize how religious, how committed, how evangelical that country is. So like, you, you didn't realize it when Trump got elected and all of a sudden, boom, here we are. Uh, now you're going to see it again. And it's not just it's not just the evangelicism that is killing uh, women that will lead to women dying. It's 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 the fact that so many different groups pile on with people like the evangelicals. Right. So if you grew up like I did in the evangelical church, you know that this is the one thing. It's like their sacred cow. It yeah. really, really is. Is abortion. And when I was in. I would say like the fourth, fourth or fifth grade. My parents made me go to this anti-abortion conference. It was in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Now I, was, I had to be in the sixth grade. And what they did was people came in to do this presentation on how bad abortion is a sin against God. And they put, and I'm in the sixth grade. What am I, 11, 12? Um, pictures of like half aborted fetuses in garbage cans all over the lobby of the church. And there are kids, kids streaming in to watch this. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the fear mongering and the propaganda was on. Then uh, you walked into the church and there's a play where God comes. To, I remember night light is day. God comes down after a woman decides to abort her, her fetus and he cries. And this this like guy that was pretending to be Jesus Christ or God literally cried for like Tim. He's like and he, and he kept screaming. And I remember in my head. You've sinned against me. You will spend an eternity in hell. You've sinned against me. You spend an eternity in hell. And then after that, this is the fucking best part. They they took a long period of time. And I remember distinctly, they took a long period of time to explain to everybody in the crowd how much hell hurts when you get there and it hurts for eternity. And I remember them saying, have you ever been burned? It's like that, but all over your body and inside your body. And it lasts for an eternity. And that I was in the sixth fucking grade. And if you've ever been to an evangelical church, seriously, I was in it. And I walked out of there like this. And so you just automatically assume. And and one of the part of the presentation was on uh, Dr. Henry Morgenthaler, who was painted as the devil, like Satan's tool, who went and stole babies that were legitimately 
these 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 beautiful cherubs that the second the wiener went in the vagina and shot the magic juice at the egg and the magic juice and the egg met and they created this little thing that didn't even have a heartbeat that was a life jesus and they used to talk about how this man, Henry Morgenthaler, and this was like all throughout my, my church days, like from the age of grade three or four until I stopped going to church when I was in the 12th grade because I could. Uh, they would pray for the death of this guy and all abortion doctors. They would celebrate when one would get shot. That's that literally pro-life. that dude. And But I'm telling you that that's why so many people are scared to take this on is because that kind of zealotry is literally ingrained into people in the church and at a very young age. Catholicism does it, evangelical Christianity does it, Pentecostals, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it is like just even having this conversation, you're going to get blowback from people. Church people are going to freak out. That's exactly what, what they do. And they do it because it literally, like, I'm not kidding you, it means that much to them. It's like, it's not a wedge issue. It's the centerpiece for Christianity in North America. It really is that and eternal salvation. The only two things they really care about. Yeah. I, I, and, and if you think that we've done, that we haven't done this uh, on purpose, um, it's the three men talking while my wife sits quietly in the corner. It was done to actually make you uncomfortable uh, to know that this isn't even about us. This is about her. It's about, you know, and, and, and it, if you have a voice, like a, a man has a voice, it, you need to do what you can to, to try and, 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 and get in front of this. Uh, before we let Ashley uh, give her opinion, let, mm. let, <laughs> let. Uh, for I'll anybody just see that, myself out for anybody that happens to not, uh, or has lived under a rock and all of a sudden subscribe to YouTube today. Um, here's a quick explainer on what Roe v. Wade is and what we're talking about uh, right now. Supreme court decisions are granular little-noticed interpretations of the law and constitution, but a few are landmarks. Roe v. Wade was a landmark. It effectively legalized abortion across the United States. Here are the facts and players in the case. Jane Roe was actually Norma McCorvey. She was a Texan in her early 20s who wanted to terminate an unwanted pregnancy in 1969. Abortion was legal in Texas at the time, but only for the purpose of saving a woman's life. That was not the issue for McCorvey. Her life was not at risk. She tried unsuccessfully to get an illegal abortion and was referred to two attorneys interested in challenging anti-abortion laws. The Wade in Roe v. Wade was Henry Wade, the district attorney of Dallas County, who enforced that Texas abortion law. McCorvey soon filed a case against him. The Supreme Court agreed in 1971 to hear the case and on January 22, 1973, struck down the Texas law in a 7-2 decision. Justice Harry Blackman wrote for the majority opinion and declared a woman's right to privacy under the 14th Amendment superseded a state's right to ban abortion. The court set different rules for each trimester. In the first trimester, the choice to end pregnancy was entirely up to the mother. In the second trimester, the government could regulate but not ban abortion in order to protect the mother's health. In the third trimester, the state could prohibit abortion to protect a fetus that could survive outside the womb, except when the mother's health is in danger. Justices Byron White and William Rehnquist dissented. They basically held the argument of privacy went far beyond the intentions of the constitutional framers, an argument that could signal the grounds for challenges to Roe. The two justices also stated the court's decision did not stick to the specific facts of this case because Roe 
was not in her first trimester at the time of the litigation, public opinion was quickly shifting. In August 1972, Americans opposed legalized abortion, 46 to 42 percent. But by April 1973, it was 52 to 41 in favor. In the years since, Roe's been modified but not overturned. A notable example was in 1992, a case called Planned Parenthood versus Casey. For all intents and purposes, this is the new standard by which abortion cases are judged. The focus this time wasn't privacy, it was roadblocks, which had been intentionally set up to make it harder to get an abortion. In a 5-4 ruling, the court said restrictions are unconstitutional if they place an undue burden on a woman. Support for Roe v. Wade remains strong. A Kaiser Family Foundation poll in June 2018 found that 67% of Americans do not want the Supreme Court to overturn the ruling while 29% do. The question now, of course, is what the Supreme Court will do with the solid conservative majority. It's scary when you think about your the stats, like we were saying. At first, it was very low, like it was a split, you know, and then it, the, the scale kind of tipped a bit. And then as we became more progressive in North America, it was like, yeah, you know what? This is a required uh, tool in our in our medical, like our, our healthcare. And then you see the drop again when the evangelicals start weeding and weaseling their way back in. It's it 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 concerns me. What about Ashley? You've got friends in the states. You've got yeah. friends here. You've had this discussion with many people. Um. What do you think? Do you, do you do you feel as though that your your womb should be regulated by a, a governing body of old white men with white hair, or do you have the right to choose what you do? Well, I definitely have the right to choose what I do. Um, if I want to go and get breast implants as big as I want them, then you know a doctor will advise me if I'm going to hurt myself, but I can do that. It's weird how the government um, doesn't tell you you can't do that. Yeah, I can I can fill my my lips and my face with like, you know, different things. Botulism. Puff, puff myself up and <laughs> freeze myself up and Yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm sorry. There's there's tons of, of medical procedures that aren't necessary that people have all the time. So I, I just don't understand why the fuck we have to fight about this one. Yeah. It, it uh, it's well, it is a it. little bit different. No, well, it's I, it's a little bit different because you're going to bring emotions and politics and you're standing into it. But if you stop doing that and you just realize that my decisions about my medical, you know, um, choices are mine, then it stops right there. Is it? Is yeah. it? Would you? Would we all agree that this is a? a it's a class issue as well. It's a class. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, like a, it's it's a class divide where. Um, if you were to force somebody with uh, more means than than the average person uh, to to have a uh, uh, to have a baby, the, I'm sure they'll find ways to make it work. But you get a single mom, no supports, no anything else. Maybe it's they already have war. two or three children of their own. Yeah, that's what it turns into, though, right? You know, like like that's 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 kind of what we're talking about is is it's not and I go back to this like 
what's wrong with the choice? Because the choice mm -hmm. settles it for everybody, right? Like yeah, the, the, you don't the, have the, to have it word. if you don't exactly, want it. Exactly, exactly. And, and if you have that choice, then you have the ability to decide what you're going to do. And yeah. and choice is one of those things that's, that's incredible. Freedom of speech, freedom of choice uh, it, it is an incredible thing. It, it's empowering. It's lovely. It's like this, it's, it's this uh, thing that makes us feel capable and we make good choices, whether or not abortion is a good choice or a bad choice. We have the ability to decide what we want our lives to look like. And yeah. what happens is, I think, with a lot of people in that that pro-birth, which is like pro-life, they call it, which is fucking not, because they don't give two shits about human beings that get them. Uh, they don't give two shits about doctors that do them. They don't give two shits about people in that profession that work hard to make sure that women that have terrible pregnancies that might lose their life and for sure will lose the life of a child, uh, to, that they can be treated in an emotionally uh, sensitive and medically uh, proper way when they get abortions like that's off the table i don't know if you saw what's going on in louisiana louisiana is like no it's like moment of conception to the moment of birth everything's mm -hmm. off the table the topic pregnancies like if the mother's carrying a child that's all messed up and she she still has to give birth to this stillborn child they don't care Th yeah, they that's still and they want to actually investigate them to see if they caused that to be uh like a a, a, a self-aborted pregnancy fetus, as well yeah yeah like a fetus to be like oh, it's it's literally yeah it's literally like every everything every little fine print detail you look at when it comes to uh different states that have this really preventative way of getting into women's wombs mm -hmm. uh every, all the fine print is where you kind of arrive at the fact that this is a class war it's like a mm -hmm. it's an idea that <clears throat> that listen this is we want to be able to mandate according to different our, our culture and our religion we want to mandate how women are going to live their lives the choices that they can make uh to the point where we're going to make their lives absolutely fucking miserable if they want to get an abortion they're gonna have to justify it and go through not only the horror of trying to get one because they're removing that choice but then you go through the horror of dealing into the experience. I mean, I don't know if anybody is, knows anybody that's been through this, that has had to have an abortion or chosen to have an abortion for whatever reason. It's not a light experience. It's not like going in and having a wart lanced. You know what I mean? It's not, it, it is. That's correct. It is, so, so the compounding interest of the negative impression that everybody wants to have on a young woman who just wants to decide what she does with her body is so fucking foreign to me. As a human being, I don't even understand it. Like, yeah. I don't understand why anybody would want to tell Ashley what she can and can't do when she wants to do it, if it has something to do with her body. I do not understand that because it's not about everybody else. You know, everybody with the other oh, the, the anti-vaxxers that are like, it's my body, my choice. Not the same argument. Because yeah, pregnancy's not contagious. No, you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, don't, you don't go to unless you're, you know, certain people, you don't go to the dollar store and come back pregnant. <laughs> Well, you do. Dollar Ram is pretty sexy. I don't know. You do in Perth, apparently, where you, the hill you do. If you, if you hit the condom aisle, it's likely to happen. Um, can I just? I just. I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Well, maybe I'm trying to play devil's advocate a little. Go bit. ahead. Um, not you. I think, That's why you're here. Yeah. No, but I'm not doing it just for the sake of it. Like I, I, I was very, and I still am pro-choice. But I was very pro-choice before I had kids, mm -hmm. and then I had kids, and I, I just couldn't stop my brain from thinking things like like i would used to type with my daughter like in a sling 
like on my chest. And I typed, and I typed that abortion piece actually that I sent you today, Ryan, um, from like five years ago mm-hmm. with her like in a sling on me. And I didn't walk away um, after my children were born pro-life. Like I, I, I wasn't, I'm not pro-life. I, I find the religion, the religious argument to be ridiculous um, because if my wife had an abortion 10 months before I wrote that piece, then my daughter wouldn't be in that sling. So I've tried my best, even though I'm pro-choice, I've tried my best to, to at least understand a reasonable pro-life position. And it is hard to argue with the idea that an abortion is uh, removing um, a human being from, from a body. I think that women should have the choice to be able to do it, but it, but it's hard for me to like grasp the idea that it's not taking a human being in development and removing it and, and that. So this debate is always between the religious zealots and the like, um, the, the pro-choicers who are like, no, no matter what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many weeks, doesn't matter what the reason is. Da, da, da. And I, and I get that argument, but I think that, the, that they talk past each other to the point where they, they can't even like understand each other. And if you're motivated, and this is the Louis C.K. skit thing, like if, if you're motivated because you honestly believe that babies are being murdered, it is very difficult for me to be like, well, you're a fucking idiot. It, it, it just is. It's, it's because, you know, that is how these people feel. Louis C.K. said, he goes, um, they think that you're actually murdering babies. So it would be really kind of weird if they literally thought that and then we're like, eh. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. So they are motivated by something that I don't think is foul or gross. I do think that women um, should never be forced to give birth, which is why I'm pro-choice. But it, it is very difficult for me to, to get around the fact that it is not taking a human being in progress and, and expiring it. I, I think that's an accurate depiction of what, of what an can abortion I, is. Can I quickly, before you go, I know D- Dean's got a heart out, he's got to go, but um, just quickly, if you guys can fathom, how many... Out of 1,000 pregnancies in Canada, uh, Dean, I, I, you, you kind of got a preview on this, so I'm going to ask James if you know. Out of 1,000 pregnancies in Canada, how many are aborted? Oh, I have no idea. In 2020, I have a stat, and I also want to know what you what <laughs> you think. That's close. It's actually 10.1. Um, <laughs> and approximately how many abortions were performed? And this, like, again, these are the latest stats I could I could find. Couldn't tell you. 74,000 yeah. abortions were performed in Canada um, clinically. Uh, that's not including things like Plan B or pharmaceutical, uh, you know, uh, after pill, morning after pill, as, as it's called as well. I think, I think when we talk about it, it's a very, it's almost a, as though it's such a rarity. And that's why it's like, oh my God, you know, this is... It's it's literally a medical procedure. It's it's healthcare. It's women's healthcare. And that's and I, it. I, and and it's no matter what the reason, seventy four thousand abortions. Mm-hmm. That's and that's in that's out of thirty five million people. Like that's a lot of abortions. That's a lot of abortions. Plain and simple. And it's, and it's nobody's <laughs> you know damn business. Yeah, yeah, and it's nobody's business why any of those women made that decision. And that's mm-hmm. kind of it. So, like, I, I get where you're coming from, James. I like, and I appreciate the the, the counterpoint. And it, it's, it, it, but it, it it comes. But that counterpoint comes from James's his from his love and his perspective and his, that he has for his daughter, same, right? So same he with looks mine. At, exactly, and that's how parents like like listen. If you're a parent, 
there is a small part of you that goes, I get the love that I have for this child. I totally, totally get it. But that's not they have. That's 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 what they've done is they've they've actually equated the fetus at all stages with like a live human being and and preyed on that guilt. Right. Like preyed on what? Well, he would. What if that child wasn't here? What if that child wasn't here? What if what if Abraham Lincoln was aborted? What if Elon Musk was aborted? Like, I mean, there are so many and it's all hypothetical and that's how they have to do it. Right. But I will say this is that is that I I do believe in the sanctity of life and I and I love it but I don't believe that life isn't actually a life until that life is born and 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 after that I try to not even get into these conversations with people but the fact that it's that right is being taken away from women um and that right has exclusively been with the woman because it is her body and she gets to decide what she does that ends the entire argument because what i think about the sanctity of your life has nothing to do with someone else who has a totally different belief system like thank a completely you. different belief system and, that's and what not, i was going to say exactly thank <laughs> like, you why why do you, why do your beliefs affect me they they shouldn't right it's- and and, and, that, and these laws and the repeal this, of these laws comes from the belief system of a group of people like Pierre yeah. Polyev, uh, which is why I think Canadians should be a little concerned, should be a little frightened. Not as frightened as you would be in the United States, because don't forget the evangelical culture there is just a bulldozer. But uh, Ashley's right. It's a belief system thing. My, it's the same reason why I can't tell someone to not believe in religion, even though I do every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that we, should not we say it, but I don't. I, yeah, I'm not telling you that that's exactly what you have to do or there's like it's not a definitive order. It's this is this is how I think and um I think you're you're dumb for believing in in mm-hmm. sky daddies and fairy tales. I do too. Uh, and with that, I need too. to take my leave, but thank you. It's a tough subject. I really appreciate you guys having me today. Check out Dean at deanblundell.com, also on Dean Blundell on the uh, all the socials and the channels and everything else. Uh, Monday to Friday, 3 p.m., usually Eastern Standard Time is live. I'm there every once in a while. So is James. Dean, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, I'm sure guys. you will Thanks, tackle ladies. parts of this tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, sorry. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I'm just going to skate this week. How are the Leafs doing, by the way, before you leave? Just getting fucking hammered right now. It's it's 5 2, and they've scored a couple of little fun goals. But yeah, oh, no, it's 6 2. Tampa just scored. (laughs) Tampa just scored. And the best part is that everybody's like fucking losing it on Twitter right now. Some guy's like, fire everybody's a fiasco. I'm like, do we have to remind you they're up 2 1 still, and now it's just a three game series? Relax. You don't have to kill yourself this evening. Relax. It'll go seven, and they'll lose. It's fine. Anyway, thanks. Thank you so much, Ladies and gentlemen, bye, guys. Bye, ladies. Take care. Thanks for popping in. Uh, Dean Blundell, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's great. Let me roll another quick clip just while we're... I got some shit to say. Hurry up. I know, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about why it's. Uh, Should I leave? Why... No, because <laughs> no, I good. feel like <laughs> we need a bumper. No, I've, no I I'm, a lot to I, say. I have a I lot, to, I, but, but it's not pro life stuff, so it's fine. Like, I, but it, so... it, I meander in that middle ground because I I just it's not that it's it's as simple as you shouldn't force women to give birth. That is why I'm pro choice. Yeah, but Under, um, understood. But if we developed a technology where you could beam out a fetus into an incubator, I would be totally pro life. Do you know what I mean? Be, that's all. Where, that's where, yeah, I mean. but who would take care of the in the? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you could find a way to make the child live and not have to carry or 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 bring up the child, I'm. F- I don't know. I, I find it very difficult to be. <sighs> I feel like there's too many point. kids without homes already that people aren't adopting or taking care of. 
yeah, to, absolutely to right. start that. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a nice idea, a great thought, but it's it's just not exactly it, feasible. It does inject Star Trek into the equation, so yeah, sure right. I mean, it is, but if, and if, if they if can, any... sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say if they could press a button to get fed and everything were like you know that high tech and simple, maybe. Um, yeah. But the, it, that's yeah. just it. Like this, you don't see people out adopting children in droves, and you don't see people making it easy to adopt children either. So, I mean, I heard something and I could be wrong. Maybe you guys can totally correct me on this, but I, I did hear in the last like week when this Roe versus Wade stuff came out that um, that adoption, like there, there's actually not a lot of babies available for adoption. Really? Is that Does anyone, maybe someone in our comments can Google that because it, it's just one of those, if that's the case, then, then all of a sudden, you know, it makes things a little bit more confusing. I just want to point out again that I am pro-choice, and I don't, don't think anyone should ever give <laughs> change your name. Pro-choice, James E. Fury. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, 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 I just think it's from what I've read how after Roe v. Wade, after uh, R. V. Morgenthaler in Canada, um, that the stats of the actual abortions being performed never really changed. Like, like I put that I put that stat up earlier about the ten point one out of. 1,000 and 74,000 in 2020 that mm. that number has been consistently um it's actually dropped a few years and 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 then re resurfaced back to right around that point my issue that I really wanted to drive home in this podcast today was the fact that uh the access issues here in Canada that we we currently enjoy are not protected by law uh, this is not some sort of a thing that uh, can just like all of a sudden, you know, it'll take a major uh, court battle to to take away. Um, it won't, uh, as we've 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 spoke about. Um, thankfully, uh, the devil in the details is the fact that it is a politically wedgy issue for both sides to use, so they don't want to force it to the end because then they lose that chip when it comes to to campaigning. Uh, but access is a problem and access like even in, in Canada is not it, it's not uh, universal I, I, I put a thing up here that says a New Brunswick a provincial law bans the federal government from funding abortions performed outside of three hospitals in New Brunswick surgical abortion services are only covered by the province's health insurance plan if taking place in a hospital so you can't go to a uh, there's not a Planned Parenthood clinic there's nothing so they they have the same the same idea and access is a huge problem and that's what mm -hmm. this clip is about here uh this is john oliver uh and he's one of my favorites again going back to comedians just making fucking everything make sense in the world for us check this out this is good to one clinic administrator describe a call from a patient i told her you can come to san antonio we can help you here and she said i can't i have i don't have the means there is no way i can get to san antonio so what if I tell you what I have in my kitchen cabinet and you tell me what I could do? I'll tell you what I have in my kitchen cabinet and you can tell me what I can do. When your state's abortion laws are forcing people into the most depressing quickfire challenge in Top Chef history, I think it's safe to say they've gone too f***ing far. Because here is the thing, abortion cannot just be theoretically legal, it has to be literally accessible. And remember, every single one of us watching this right now, every, every single one of us watching right now agrees that it should be legal, at the very least, in a few extreme 
circumstances. Say, hypothetically, a young girl has been the victim of sexual assault. Well, thanks to these laws, this hypothetical girl uh, might have to travel a long distance because there were no clinics close to her. Uh, and again, thanks to these laws, the girl might be approaching the point where her state won't let her get the procedure at all. Well, sadly, none of that is hypothetical, and I'll let a Texas clinic director tell you the rest. In order to see her, I need to put her to sleep. And in order to do that, I need a nurse anesthetist. And because of this crazy law, it is impossible to find people to work for us. She's 13 years old, and she is a victim of rape, and she drove four hours from McAllen to San Antonio, and we had to turn her away. And there was nothing I could do to save her. And so now, if she has a procedure, and that if is huge, she'll have to go all the way to New Mexico and pay $5,000 and get there and spend three days. It'll never happen. We know it won't. And at that point, we have sentenced a child to motherhood. Five grand? Yeah. That's horrendous. And this is, and this is what I'm saying. Like... Well, that I woman think... is broken just telling that story. Like she, I'm like... broken listening to it. Jesus yeah. Christ. You're, and yeah. and what, she, what, what John said at the end there was you're forcing a child into motherhood. And that's exactly what it is. And it's all because of a law. Not because of morals. Not because of um, circumstance. There's nobody looking past the bureaucracy of uh, a law. It's a law. And there's no wiggle room. And yeah, I just this... read something, Ryan. If I if I may, just Absolutely. for a moment, um, please. The uh, the woman I couldn't think of before is uh, Judy Rebick. She was the activist. Someone tried to stab Morgan Tyler, and she stepped in between them. And that's and she's been sort of known as a woman's rights warrior ever since. But I I just read. Um, I'm going to read it just because I, I didn't know sure. this. This is crazy, and this is probably an indication as to why it was a tie in the House of Commons or whatever. Like. A year later, about a week after the opening of the clinic, the chief of police announced that they had a complaint from a woman who claimed she had been forced to go through with an abortion at the clinic. The moment the news went public, the clinic received phone calls from the taxi driver who had driven the woman home and said she was fine until the cops stopped her. And a nurse in the hospital emergency room said that the police had coached her. Someone from immigration saying that she was an illegal immigrant and no doubt they threatened to deport her. if She didn't file a complaint against Morgan Tyler. So the cops were actually working against women who were seeking to have uh, abortions and working basically on behalf of like, I don't know what you would call it, I guess back, back then the pro-life, you know, movement or whatever you want to call it. And, and being a piece of the puzzle, like they, they said that they were following patients home cops and harassing them after they would go get an abortion at the clinic because it was still technically illegal. And then Morgan Tyler got busted with the other doctor and arrested and um yeah and i know a woman that actually had an abortion at that clinic at that time i was young i was 14 and she was 15 and um mm -hmm. and she went there to to have the procedure done so it's it's crazy the politics that get in you know that that surrounds us but it's still like it's still one of those things that i think that you can if they had the debate and like remember when gay marriage was legalized was that 99 or 2000 or something like that mm -hmm. If they were to like, I think that was probably the right time. Okay, we're we're getting pretty progressive here. We're we're looking at the Bush administration in the states. We're we're reacting by becoming more progressive, 
I think. Um, it took five years for the conservatives to win an election after that happened. I don't know. They just, it feels like that was the right time. Now, I mean, the stats that I think that you just put up or I just read somewhere else is like 67% of Canadians feel like abortion should be legal under most or all circumstances. I believe that is yeah. the stat. It's, 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 again, it comes down to that bureaucracy. And I was reading, uh, again, um, one of our co-hosts from the Dean Liddell show, Lachlan Cross was uh, talking today about, um, the government, uh, using anonymized data, uh, here in, in Canada to track us during the pandemic. And, uh, he was outraged yeah, I read about by that. it. And, and I, I totally agree. I like, like to a certain extent, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they should have let you know, but just so you know, you're being pimped and whored out like you would be, um, uh, by Google and Facebook with the exact same shit. So calm down. I know it's the government. Let go of the pearls for a second. They're talking about doing this in red States down there for people that Google abortion services and then track their movements to clinics as well. So ridiculous. And, and they call us, and they, these are the people that call us Chinada in China, commie Canada. Um, it's the same, it, and it's literally sure. the, the tactics that they use there. So the, the hypocrisy is, is disgusting. Um, somebody had mentioned that we, uh, we got a copyright slam on uh, YouTube already. So, uh, yeah. oh, it's back up. Good. Good to know. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to happen. I, I was fine with with eating it because uh, Twitter doesn't do it. And I knew yeah. a lot of our viewers come from Twitter. So, um, Ashley, what's, it's like, it's hard. I, I don't even know the question to ask. And you're my wife. Hi. I, I don't know the question to I feel ask. feel the same way about my wife if it helps. Right? <laughs> I don't know the question to ask a woman as a man who is obviously pro-choice because I it's again, it's none of my fucking business and it's not something that affects me directly, but it affects women immensely. What about when it does affect How do we, you directly though? Well, and that's, that's the thing. What do, how do we have this conversation? How do we, how do men, like, how should men, I don't want to say fight back, but how do we become, and I hate the word ally just because it's gotten so watered down lately. How do we, how do we just partner with you guys and make sure that, that we can, we can do the best that we can other than voting? Cause obviously voting is a, is a big part. What do we do? I, th I think that as long as you're supportive of the fact that it is indeed a woman's choice, then there's not much else than, than voting the right way that we can ask for from you. Right. I mean, uh, you know, be, be supportive, you know. Take your stance. Tell us that you're on our side. And what's and what's the argument against um, when it comes to like a my favorite is, is a pro life man. What 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 do you have like what what would be your first thing to say to a pro life man that was to tell you that he thinks that your stance is wrong? I'm going to tell him that I'm going to dedicate my next abortion to him. Seriously, who the fuck says something like that to a person? I've I've had people make comments to me like, "Oh, you don't want kids," and like, well, you know, "Who's going to take care of you when you get old?" And it's like, 
I don't know you, dude, driving the cab. None of your business. Like, <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, that's not even a joke. That happened. It's that did happen. Yeah, actually, really? Ashley did. Ashley had this conversation. This wasn't that long ago either. It blew my mind. And I was, I was on my way to get a COVID vaccine. And I took a cab from work to do it. And my, my cab driver was super concerned about me getting vaccinated because I didn't have children and I was going to make myself barren and then nobody would care for me in my old age. It's like, thanks, cabbie. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know, man. I made the decision once. I'd, I'd make it again. Like, I don't know what yeah. to say to you. They have a lot of good ammo, though. You have to give it to the pro-life side. Like, they have a lot of good propaganda and ammo. Some of the propaganda they have is true. Did you guys see that doctor testify in front of Congress? I don't even know when it was from. But he was describing what it was like to perform an abortion procedure at 16 weeks. And he said, he, so he had the instrument. And the instrument is like a tube. It's about as like thick as like a golf grip or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's glass. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is too small. So then he picks up this other thing. And it's like grips, like vice grips or something like that. And he's describing what it's like to perform an abortion. And it was so graphic that like people in the, in the I don't know what you call it, the gallery or whatever, were mm -hmm. like some people were walking out. Um. It, it is it is an it i is, i imagine I people even, would walk out of an open heart surgery if it were disturbing enough as well it's well true. it's it's different because the, he described he's like he's like you got to put the grips in and as soon as you get a hold of something you pull out really quickly and oftentimes it's one leg and then you got to go back in and pull something out again and oftentimes it might be like part of the chest and an arm and you can clearly make out the body parts and so all i'm really saying though is that it, it's it's when and i'm not Listen, was this, actually, I defer it sorry, all to this, you. I do. Oh, was this sorry, Canadian or American? No, no, it was Congress. It was in oh, the Congress. Okay, because I was going to say, I, so I, I, yeah. I might have an, an argument that that goes with you on this. Sorry, well, I'm go just, ahead. Well, I'm just wondering, like, does this person not enjoy their job? Like, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. Well, I, th but I think, see, the, I, I think part of the they have a choice um, polarization. Too. I think part of the, part of the polarization is that um, what he was saying wasn't a lie. And therefore, he has the right to say it. And whatever motivates him is almost besides the point because it is data, right? And it's real mm -hmm. data. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that it's it's like, that's why a lot of people when they hear, and I'm not arguing with you at all, but I'm just saying like when they hear, oh, it's just a medical procedure. It's just like getting your knee scoped. It's not, right? Like it, it, it just no. isn't. It, it, it feels better to sort of believe that because if you've ever known a woman who's had um, um, a miscarriage, and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, my wife had two. She's pretty open about it, so I don't mind saying it's it. It's devastating. Oh, my God. It, it, it's, it is so devastating, right? And so, mm -hmm. and so, by the way, the women that I've known in my life that have had abortions, also devastating. I would yeah. really hate to be in a room with someone who was just like, eh, I had abortion, no big deal. Like, that would be weird to me, right? Like, it, it would be odd because I just wouldn't know how to, oh, you totally handled it well. Okay, cool i guess yeah. right? like that's interesting yeah i think but that it, there but, would be something off about that too yeah but it impacts them so heavily and so when i hear that guy that doctor testifying in congress i don't look at it as oh he's just feeding red meat to the crazy pro-lifers i'm just no. like that's the reality of it and if You're we right. don't start looking at the, if we don't start looking at the reality of it, it it's not a bunch of intermingling cells it's also not a full human life it is something in the middle and and no no neither side wants to give on that point and i think it's weird because i don't understand 
why we can't just talk about it and be like, it's a really tragic decision that some women have to make. But yeah. it's tragic, not because it's like getting your knee scope. It's tragic because a human life in progress was ended and it's going to make that person feel awful. And it's, you know, so... Which it's is why nobody issue. nobody should be coming out of the woodwork when, when you make that personal decision to make you feel any worse about it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. you've already you've yeah. already had to make one of the most difficult decisions of your life while hormones are coursing through your body at an alarming rate and making you think all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. And and then somebody's gonna scream at you on your way to and from the clinic while you're at it. Like they're really helping. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fucking awful when they do that. I hate that. You know? you know, like what what good could you possibly do? I'm gonna say my friends are smart. Look at the stuff they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stati- uh, what's it say? Statistically, the rates on abortion, uh, the embryo is too small to be pulling out body parts. Those were later almost, yeah. yeah and, and yeah, it was 16 weeks. It. So it's, it is rare to have an abortion at 16 weeks. I'm not sure what the exactly. stats are on that, but I'm well, pretty and, and sure is, most abortions happen within the first eight weeks. Don't they? This is like, why I put this, I put this up as you were talking and it was in Canada. When you, when you talk about the difference between having a law or abortions being legal and abortions being decriminalized, decriminalized just means there's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's not. You know, they don't say it's okay and they don't say it's not okay. They just say it's nothing. Um, so here, technically, they could get an abortion at nine months in Canada. Um, most clinics here will not do it outside of extreme circumstances, obviously, uh, past uh, 23 weeks and six days, which the six days kind of threw me fun. Well, and this is why I find that it's just an argument from, from some people. Like, and this you is know, the bureaucracy, and, yeah. And I was, I was kind of, you know listening to different people's opinions on this and i came across somebody particularly stupid that said oh so you're telling me that you know a woman can go to the hospital and you know um she's in labor and and you know but she decides there that she doesn't want the baby so you stick and he actually said so you stick a knife in its head um because ben shapiro is a gem and uh yeah i know i I had to make his wife come either yeah i know he's having a hard time um but like I, I just he's so small he news. could just climb inside her he should try that and flap his wings. and it's like <laughs> I, I don't know two eyes on it and still can't find the g spot i don't know anybody <laughs> that would that that has or, or would make a decision like that and even if you you are like my friend said you know terminating a pregnancy you know l- later on um mm-hmm. it's it's usually because you've you've been going it's for access. scans and updates and they've they've found something horrendous and you know what this isn't going to be good for either of you so like let's take care of it now and of course shit that's sad because you were probably planning on having that child exactly it's an interesting question though right you don't want that do you think that canada should be and this is not rhetorical like i want to hear the answer but i don't know the answer myself because i'm Mm-hmm. freestyling the question but do you think canada should be a place where if a woman at 40 weeks wants to get an abortion just because and there's no health risk that she should be able to i just see? i just don't it's see it's not as cut and dry i don't think because i don't see a situation in which somebody would bother carrying a perfectly healthy baby for nine months only yeah. to kill it that doesn't make any that's sense that's why it's a hypothetical what? that's but not yeah, what it's that's, probably that's never just gonna it. happen but... yeah, because G- that's not G- really what abortion's for and that's what people go crazy and pretend that we want to do right but uh, uh, and this is where james does make a good point 
just along the lines of, of why it's important to have legislation rather than decriminalization on yes. certain things. Because, yes, it's not used for that, but um, hamsters and gerbils are not to be shaved and detoothed and put in your bum, but people do that. But people and, do and, that. Yeah, yeah, no, you're well, right. Well, that's just so, the, if you reach that gear. Oh, my God. Then you like that, you know? Like, I'm just... <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to, to keep it somewhat light because this is such a this is a tough topic. Like this is a really tough topic, and I appreciate both of you for 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 being um, so candid. I'm still laughing at James. I'm sorry. Why? What did I do now? <laughs> no, you're good. That was that was great. Oh, the gear thing. Hey, can before yeah. we go, can I? I don't know. I was going to make a segue. joke. Like I feel like a pretty woman. I'm I'm in. I don't know I'm how long no we rush. have. But yeah, because okay, no I want to I want to bring up something, and and I think you want to hear a good point, and you want to hear it from a comedian. For sure. It's really hard to argue with Dave Chappelle's stand-up. When he's, did, I don't know if you saw his abortion thing from his last special. No. But he's, but he was like, he's pro-choice. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, um, women should have the right to do what they want with their bodies. Like he's, he's making all the right points, and he's like, but if women have the choice to kill it, we should have the choice to abandon it. And I was like. That's not a bad point. See, that's, <laughs> just, I, that's just comedy, okay? That's just, that's it just is comedy, but, it, like but, it's, have, but have you ever... It, it is the interesting thing about life, and I wouldn't change this, by the way. I'm, I just find it interesting, and it's fun to unpack. But if you're like... Um, if you really think about it, if a woman... Um, if, you, if you get your partner pregnant, and she, she is literally making decisions... That will impact the rest of your life, and you're just kind of like do 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 do, right? <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that that she that 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 should be different, but it's interesting. It's just it's that's why comedians. Ryan was right. That's why comedians are so instrumental in like social dialogue now, because his point was, um, well, if she has the choice to, you know, um, expire the unborn baby, then surely my wallet, my choice, right? <laughs> And I was just like, it's funny, but it's like, but if we, if gun to my head, I think he's got a little bit of a point, but I don't want to abandon any children. I think men that do are pieces of shit, but still, should they have the I right to I just think it's funny because both, both outcomes of that situation leave a, a woman raising a kid that she doesn't want. Right. I, I agree. Wow. With they both, they both done the same <laughs> shitty way for, for me. That's great. And the kid. That's amazing, and that's and that's it. Nobody ever really thinks about about that. Yeah. I hate how what, what single moms get like in the states. The evangelicals always do this because their other favorite thing is is divorce, right? And and they want the nuclear family to stay together. And as much as I totally Gays. understand that kids that have two parents statistically do like three times better, they're less likely to go to prison. Like all these things, it's tragic, but it's. It's statistically viable, like you can see. Mm -hmm. it. Um, but the um, the way that um, the way that they argue for the nuclear family is is that they trash single moms. And I'm always sitting here going, I know so many single moms. When I was mm -hmm. a kid, like every guy that I grew up with, that I was friends with, either had a shitty dad or no dad. Yeah, and they were always the worst ones. And people blame the single mom, and it's like. How about fucking blaming the person that isn't even there? Like yeah. you gotta, you, you know what I mean? Like you're someone's you're not the, pulling their weight here. You're a domestic engineer. You probably have a job or two. You're probably working forty to sixty hours a week, and you're raising kids on your own. And that's who you blame for your son becoming a delinquent. Hi, mom. 
I was a delinquent. But like, you know, it 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 just You're gonna see me. an influx. You're gonna see an influx of those kids in states like these. Um mm. I've put a, a map up of what happens when uh Roe v. Wade is overturned. Abortion would be immediately banned in twenty three states and territories in the United States. Um and as you can see all that red. Uh, the gray, they just don't care, uh, and blue is protected by by law, state law. So, um, and th- and this is where the access thing comes in. So, if somebody down in uh, in Carol- North Carolina or Alabama uh, needs a an abortion, they're literally driving across the country to get it done. And as that nurse earlier uh, said, it's not happening. They don't have the funds. They don't have the means. They're paying for it out of pocket because this is not something that they're going to be covered for. Uh, it's access. Access is the problem. Access is the problem. Access is the problem. Mm-hmm. Even in Canada, um, Canadian so, some Canadian border towns don't have access to abortions uh, services if they need them and they've mm-hmm. been using the United States and with this that will close those remote border areas that would have normally been able to drive 45 minutes across the border uh, ha- have a procedure performed and come home thanks a lot North Dakota <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and a good a good news for, for our American friends though uh, Families Minister uh, Karina Gould was asked if American women would be allowed access for the procedure in Canada should this go sideways down south she said, I do not see why not. If they come here and need access, you know that's a service that will be provided. Uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, also said the right to choose is a woman's right and a woman's right alone. Women in Canada have a right to a safe abortion. We'll never back down from protecting and promoting women's rights in Canada and around the world. Before we get Can too we call political about that? that, hang on. Sorry. Before we get too political, I'm going to take that at face value, even though it is being used as a fucking bargaining chip in his party and he could technically make this a law uh, or at least push to make it a law he doesn't but at least I guess his heart's in the right spot another virtue signal by our fucking wavy haired prime minister I don't know as long as you follow through well that's the thing actually he's been making that promise since 2014 that's right. If elected in 2014, if elected, a liberal government will strengthen abortion laws and protect a woman's right to choose. 2014. That was eight years ago. And Ryan, you nailed it. I think it was yesterday in a thread, whenever it was. But you said, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, maybe it wasn't you. I think it was um, that, you know, it, it is too much of a bargaining chip for the liberals. They don't mm-hmm. want to give it up. No. So every time a new leader of the conservative party is elected, they'll, they'll uh, bring up the abortion argument to put them on the spot, to force Skippy to fucking like uh, say one thing in front of the cameras and another thing behind the curtain, which is what every single conservative leader has done since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. except for maybe Mulroney, um, you know, and stop and, showing and, this. I find it offensive. <laughs> like if you're going to have different versions of it, I like, look, look at <laughs> No, it's, doesn't it's this look like one, an accountant? If yeah. you took the, if you took the horizontal part of the cross and just moved it down a little bit so it looked like a plus sign, it'd plus be the sign? perfect accounting. Yeah, it'd be a perfect <laughs> accounting promotional item. If you if and and, and we, we all know where you pull the curtain back, the rotten root of this is um it's extreme evangelicalism, it's extreme Christian or Christian nationals. 
James turned me on to a very, very good book. Uh, it's called The Power Worshippers by Catherine Stewart. And I suggest anybody that's watching this that's interested in what's going on, um, pick this book up and realize that this lady, is, 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 while she, she's an accomplished author, she may also be a fucking uh, soothsayer and psychic because what she predicted, as James aptly pointed out in uh, our DM chat before the show, all came true. Everything that she has uh, said uh, that happened down in the United States, which we are now seeing slowly creep up from the meth lab in the basement uh, to Canada, is happening. And it's scary. This is a scary read. It's a scary read. It's a, a audio book is even scarier because they're telling you that they're whispering it to you in your ear. I suggest <laughs> I you like go that. and get it. Catherine yeah, Stewart. Me too. Um, the Power Worshippers, it's called. Inside the dangerous rise of religious nationalism, it's absolutely terrifying, uh, and it's a Handmaid's Tale. It's it's it, literally it's a, the Handmaid's Tale. Well, and, and like I said, I, I just don't understand. Like, there's there's so many medical procedures that I can go and get the, whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Don't let the bastards get you down. That's it. Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale was fiction, not an instruction manual. I wrote a yeah. piece on that at deanlundell.com. There's if you check it out. Yeah. There's there's really no reason for religion to come. And I, I'm an atheist. So I really don't give a shit what any church or anybody of any religion thinks about what I'm doing with my body. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's yeah. such a shame. And then you want to bring politics into it, and it's like, oh my god, like the whole thing Even is worse. just such a mess. It's like you know what? Take take away everything. You need you need to really kind of strip it down to what it is. And it's the fact that I've chosen to have a medical procedure. Have a nice day. That's it. It, it's so brilliant. Can we go to Taco Bell he, after? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it, it is so brilliant the way that, um, in a nefarious way, the way that the right have managed this issue. Like, it, this is a big victory for them. And the blueprint um, started with Reagan, all the evangelical money that was put in, and they decentralized the abortion debate Mm-hmm. This is the this is her reporting. Uh, they they decentralized the abortion debate and segmented it into all these little clusters in all these states, and got religious leaders to to come on board. Um, they got nonprofit organizations that were basically fronts for abortion rights or sorry pro life you know um, attitudes and and issues and policies, petitions, all this thing like their ground Lobbies. game. Yeah, their ground game was like stellar. If they were working for the forces of good, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Like they the could progress? solve. They could yeah. solve world the hunger. They'd get crisis. done. Yeah, you know. It, no, yeah. Elon crazy. Musk is going to do that for us. It's it's fine. He he's going to figure yeah. it out. With uh, Twitter, we can turn With shit Twitter, right? into protein that tastes Ooh. like ice cream. Amazing. <laughs> no, they uh, they it it, it, it the, Oh, the, that's the, what Amber left for Johnny. <laughs> That was Black a favor. Mass. That's right. The, oh. um, the 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 problem I I find with um, you know the, the, it's the separation from church and state uh, argument that they make in the states. Yet they allow religious groups, who by the way get funded through grants from the government, they fund <laughs> lobbyists to go to the government and scream about how bad the government it is, even though they're oh, the ones shit. that are funding the. It, it's a vicious circle and all it means is more money for God. And it's, um, everyone it's, hates taxpayer money until it's given to them. That's <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's very, very apt. 
James, thank you so much. James D. Fiore from Blackballed the Podcast. By the way, Rod Black, very good joke. I oh, love, it was fantastic. Dude, he brought up porn. I was like, yes, I can say the Rod Black is the great porn name joke. This is awesome. And you know what? I was go- I didn't know we were going to go on air. Just open that door Because we were having all these you. problems at the beginning. But yeah. I'm glad I didn't wear the shirt that I just got in the mail today. Uh, oh, I support, support local Oh, I Orioles. love it. It's the 95 This is not FM. an abortion-friendly T-shirt, I don't think. Right? Bad time to you know, wear that shirt. So I wore is, one with a tractor. I don't, I don't know. What I, is I an abortion-friendly T-shirt? I'm wearing a moose that's shitting on a tree. That, that Wow. Yep. You love the, the poo humor, don't you? Yeah. With the cat calendars and shit. Yeah. You can't see I, it, though. It's behind my mic. It's okay. I think okay, if I we... open my sweater and, and do one of these, then the, the, the ratings might go up, but it won't be And then Twitter won't take it down. I'm going to defer to Ryan on whether or not you should do that. But it's your I choice, I do have a shirt Ashley. on. It's just not very big. I'll show you my nipples. We'll, we'll make a deal. That's enough. We're not going to make my wife strip on, I'm the, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. on the no, show. No, I don't want to see it. James DeFiore, Blackballed the podcast. Check him out. He's on Twitter at James DeFiore. Check out Blackball the podcast on YouTube thank and you guys. Uh, I really on the Dean Blundell Network. Thank you so much, James. And uh, thank we'll you, Ashley. After oh no, thanks for coming, buddy. No, Take care, I man. Appreciate- <sighs> you know, it's it, it was it was destined to be uh, a horrible start to this show. Yeah, it was like the universe was trying to tell us not to do it. That we should have aborted the show. <laughs> you made the joke. I did not. You're right, um, but we did. I'm glad Dean, uh, Dean, Dean kept my cool for me, and James worked with Jonathan from Restream on the uh, other end. It was very nice of him. I very much appreciate it. It's funny because you know what, James was offering a lot of solutions, and you were getting a little, a little twitchy there. But he ended up kind of saving it. Yeah, no, and and he does. Where he does would really we well. be without James? He does really well with uh, with with with, and that's why I brought him because I knew that. We're mi- we're gonna miss some sides on things because this is such a passionate and, um, uh, like you get so wrapped up in your side, even though it's the righteous side, you do miss a lot of things. And and he brings up a lot of good points, even though he is a pro-choice guy. But he's gonna he's gonna add some context to it. I was gonna I say really, I, I love him. James will always show you the other side of something, and I don't have an issue with that because it's what makes people think. Yeah. But um, you know what I I. The, the more I thought about it and the more, again, you know, I know, I know what my stance is, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the fact that everybody should be that gray state where it's like, you know what, this might happen. And if it happens, we're going to support it as best as we can, because this is a medical procedure that somebody's had. We can have elective bullshit. Like I said, that mm-hmm. where you can alter yourself and do whatever you want and turn yourself into a fucking walking Barbie doll. But for some weird reason, the minute that you want to take over something that you're required to to take care of yourself very well to grow you know what i mean it's like you're going to need vitamins you're going to need checkups constantly you're going to want to make sure that you're on the right diet you might end up with like gestational diabetes all kinds of weird shit might happen to you while you're pregnant that you didn't consent to Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry but i'm I'm, right just because I've had sex doesn't mean I've consented to having a child just the same way that just because I had sex doesn't mean I consented to maybe contracting an STD. Like it's just, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that, and it's there to, 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 to happen. It may happen. It may not happen, you know, and, and and it's, I, 
I just, it was, it was a difficult one. I knew we had to talk about it. I knew we, we, we needed to do something. Um, because I had one more little, little thought that I was having when we were talking about that whole, like, where does life begin thing? Mm -hmm. Well, sperm are alive, aren't they? Yep. They're moving and like doing their own thing. And like, I I just don't understand like what, so if you were to masturbate and like, you know, expel millions and millions of them, like into a sock or like your toilet or something like, is that, is that murder? Like, where does it start? That's what I'm saying. This is what this is the the, the point that John Oliver put, brought up, and George Carlin said the same thing about you know the pro-lifers that ejaculated their pants when somebody gets put in the electric chair um, and dies. Yeah, like how how, how far back is, do you want to take it? You know, uh, look, I think that the st- statistic is, is it's, it's around eighty percent of fertilized eggs are expelled in menstruation uh, when what? trying even trying to get pregnant. So is that murder? Like, like, how far are we going to go here? Like, uh, if if we're going to be broad stroke, mm-hmm. you know, it's and it's are such... are these same people screaming about medical assistance and death for people that have severe disabilities and are elderly and in pain? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I mean, that's that's taking a life too. So if you if you really want to fight, you know, then this is where we then, get this is then get your boots on because we're going to fight. <laughs> Pack a lunch and bring ten of your friends. And this is where we get the religious end. My friend asked if we could abort him, and I'm all for it. <laughs> like you said, there's no... 700-month abort. Yeah, it's decriminalized yeah. here. And yeah. sure, I don't know if it means post-birth or, or what oh, that she's is. She's a smart lady. I don't see why we, we shouldn't take her advice. So This is a, this is a weird way to, to pivot into the end of the show, but um, we have a pro, we have promo to it. To, to discuss we have merch we have merch things to talk about um, we do as you know can the I, show is can i model host... oh look at that there's our mug you brought it check it out that's not even the most exciting part because there's something new i didn't even know about until today by the way and uh any merch that you do buy from dean from our show all proceeds are going to alex in ukraine alex de rebekov in ukraine to his uh relief as well uh as the normal uh roots of um where is it I'll show you. Check this out. They've got the, the, the new fuck Putler, which is what Alex calls him. It's uh, Putin Hitler. Uh, the new uh, fuck Putler merch is out, including um, all of these things are 40 bucks. Uh, they don't cost that much to make. So everything that you do send when you get one of these, uh, anything over and above goes to directly to Alex. There's yep. also, some, uh, if you don't want to spend 40 bucks, there's also some stickers that are like five bucks. And uh, the shipping on those is like, you can order like a, 20 stickers and it won't uh it won't change the shipping which is kind of cool so uh yeah check that out it's at the dean blundell store at deanblundell.com check uh click on the shop tab at the top and uh, you can find our stuff there as well and that is under the all podcasts tab uh, along with uh guys like fire for effect uh that nerd dad podcast everybody's got some uh cool merch ours uh and I believe, yeah, no, ours and Fire for Effect are uh, all getting uh, donated to. Uh, Fire for Effect is going to Veterans Affairs. Our Thank proceeds you, Army go Chris. to, yeah, the Army Chris. Uh, our proceeds go to Alex de Rebekov in Ukraine. Now, now if you guys, is... um, I was going to say, if you guys don't know Alex, he's usually on the Dean Blundell okay. show on Tuesdays with the guys. So you That's... could actually uh, tune into the show and you could see the uh, the man behind the operation. He's going to tell you how he's spending the money. And honestly, I think that when you see where your money's going, it just makes you feel so much better about donating it. 
And he also brings on his absolutely precious newborn little boy, Arthur. 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 Our tour and oh my goodness, um, that that on its own is is worth tuning in. He's a beautiful child. So, yeah. like I said if you want to see where your money's going, come and see Alex on Tuesdays. Our tour was uh, was born literally three weeks before the uh, the first bombs were launched into uh, Ukraine when they invaded, uh, and he's been growing up as a war baby. And uh, his dad is uh, one hell of a guy. He's been uh, doing a lot of um, supply uh missions uh to, yeah supply uh, runs yeah into the bomb shelters that are being uh corralled inside of uh subway systems in ukraine mm-hmm. uh supplying and, things like food and diapers and, and yeah we and, just yeah, raised yeah, cases uh, of water like over 6500 bucks 67 uh, 67 that's right 6700 yeah $6,700 we sent to him uh actually yesterday that was the April campaign I believe that wrapped it up is. that you guys made that for and now we're gonna see what we can get moving forward we don't want to yeah, stop which the is which is the so. fuck the fuck Pootler uh campaign which is the new stuff um as I say if we but, keep making yeah. funny shirts <laughs> go ahead thanks so what uh, I was going to say is Lachlan finally got the, the he's had some PayPal issues and uh, finally got that sorted out uh, while he was in Toronto. He had to do it remotely. And uh, Alex now is in possession of all that money that we raised. So I'm very, oh. very happy about that. Um, but yeah, this uh, that was a sticker I was talking about there. You can get a sticker for your whatever you want. You want to put it on your car. You want to put it on your laptop. You can go right ahead. There's also a tab in there to donate to Alex in Ukraine. Uh, without purchasing anything, you can donate anything from a buck to 50 bucks, whatever. You can even, like we had people donating $500. We had somebody donate $1,000 oh in there anonymously. Uh, it's, it's Thank been, you. it's been incredibly amazing, uh, what, what people are doing. But the most exciting thing that people have been waiting for, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this because I, I know we hadn't talked about it on the main show, but I'm going to do it anyway because I don't care. Oh, I won't tell. They've been asking for branded merch from the show and check it out. You can have Dean Blundell's face on your chest now <laughs> with the right Dean Blundell, DeanBlundell.com logo right in the right in the middle of your boobs. And uh, hashtag DBS on the uh, on the sleeve. So I just saw that today as I was grabbing photos for our stuff. I went, oh, shit, this is new. This is really cool. Uh, maybe I'm previewing it or premiering it. I don't know. I want to wear it to work and freak the seniors out, take my sweater off. It's like, who's this guy? <laughs> You're not supposed to wear shirts with freaky things on them. I think that might get a couple folks. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to close. Uh, I'm going to close this up. What do you think? You ready? We'll leave with Brittle Star. So. Star, oh my God! Uh, I spoke with uh, Stuart this morning. Stuart said, "By all means, please go ahead and use my uh, my video, and I want to show it to our friends." So I, I think if there's any way to end it, it's with this. It's always with Brittle Star. He's amazing. He's all right, amazing. Happy Mother's Day to everybody! By the way, if you noticed, most a of you, a lot of things that were um, uh, planned out accordingly to have the show done today. Uh, and, uh, thanks to the DinaBlundell.com network for hosting us. Ashley and I are very grateful to be there. Check out our merch. Like I said, go get some support Ukraine, get yourself a snazzy mug, get yourself a shirt, get yourself a hoodie. I don't care. Get something, but just help. I love you, dear. And, uh, we will talk to you guys on the next one. Who knows when that's going to be? Maybe in a week, maybe in a month. We're pretty horrible at scheduling these things. So. Say, I, I love you too. We'll find something to bitch about. It'd be great. Uh, 
That's right. Thanks everybody in the uh, in the comments for uh, for joining along. Uh, it was a tough one, and uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. So I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, friends. This isn't about protecting children. This isn't about protecting women. This isn't about making life better for anyone. This is about control. It's about mainly old white dudes freaking out because the writing is on the wall. They feel they're losing power, their sway, their influence, their freedom to rev car engines, cuff their jeans, wear cargo shorts, gaslight, and generally punch down. And they don't know what to do. So why not go back to the good old days when men were men and women were making dinner and not bothering us with the consequences of our own actions? If this was actually about the so-called sanctity of life, Teenage boys would not be allowed to manage their own sock supply. One pair a day and both socks returned at bedtime. If this was actually about protecting children, childcare and all of their healthcare would be free. If this was actually about protecting women, men would be forced to get the snip as soon as their first pant pointer arrived. If this was actually about making life better, it wouldn't create unnecessary hardships, health issues and reliance upon the state. If this was actually about making life better for anyone, it would make life better, but it won't. You can find the Sheeple Shepherd podcast hosted at DeanBlundell.com. We're also on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor Spotify. Thanks for tuning in.